Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Donald White, actually Donald F. White. Donald, uh, you are found on the web at donaldfwhite.com. You are a succession planner. You've written the book, Always End with the Beginning in Mind. And you work with folks that exits are inevitable. Maybe they want to retire out of their professional practice and they don't necessarily have that worked out yet. And I believe your, your goal is to Help them to get that worked out. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, you know, Josh, as we were talking just before we got started, at the end of the day, if you're building a great business, that business is only great if it can continue and remain for generations to come. That's not going to happen with just one person. We're all, we all live in a terminal uh, set of, of circumstances. We all live in a very finite world, but you know, time is, is everlasting. So the problem that we have is that how do we fit a finite amount of time into an everlasting amount of time? Well, you do that by succession planning. You do that by moving to the next generation, which moves to the next generation and so on. What we want to be doing is building a business, which is teaching others to teach others also. And when you do that, it changes the whole really pattern of what you're doing. And I believe the success of the business. So I would imagine that there's a lot of folks that you hear, if you were to say, why don't you have this worked out? I'm sure there's probably three to five excuses you just hear over and over and over. I would say excuses, but circumstances that they believe is, you know, just kind of their you know, where they're at in, or it's kind of an inevitability. There's no way around. Like what, what are some of those excuses that you hear? Well, the first is it's not important. And to oh. me, that's probably <laughs> it really, it's not important. <laughs> it's not important. It's not oh, important. No. You know, I'm just going to keep on working until I can't work anymore and then I'll deal with it. And we see that a lot, especially mm, in, in practices like like uh, doctors, uh, attorneys, financial advisors. Uh, the list goes on. Insurance agents. Uh, they're they're really an interesting group. Insurance agents never think they have to ever move on. They think they're just going to continue and continue and continue. And the truth of the matter is, oh, if I have enough staff, you know, that's all I need. I just have to have enough staff in there to take care of everything. The fact is that you have to provide leadership. Everything rises and falls on leadership. And if you're not building leadership for a long period of time, ultimately it will in fact fail. So the first and most common thing I hear is it's really not necessary. The second thing I hear all the time, Josh, and I think we could just kind of focus maybe on just these two, but the second thing that I hear all the time is I'll deal with it later. I'll deal with it later. Yeah. It's not necessarily that important today. I go, yeah, it's, I go, Don, I can 100% agree with you. It is 100% important. Got that. But just not today. We can deal with that tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. But because the fact of the matter is, as you know, tomorrow never really comes. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about what we should probably all be doing. (laughs) Where do we start? Well, I think the first and foremost thing is realize that it is in fact important and it is not a back burner issue. It is a front burner issue. It's something that you need to be looking. So when I had my practice, I I had a financial services practice, which by the way, I'm still chairman of and uh, emeritus, but I'm not actually involved in any way, shape or form as far as the day to day. I just have an ownership interest in the company. But the fact, and by the way, that's another thing a lot of people don't realize is that you can leave your business and still own it. A piece of it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's actually in my case, I thought it was a great investment. So that's why I stayed invested in the company. But we have to put this as a priority. So how do you do that? You're always looking for the right person to take over. You're always looking for leadership. And so, and by the way, if you're trying to replicate yourself, you're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. Because the truth is, if there's two Josh uh, Elliges out there, uh, guess what? One of you is redundant. We don't need two of you. We already got one of you. We don't need two of you. We need Josh and someone else. That's what we need to be finding. So we need to find the right person. And the way you find the right person is, I know this is going to sound crazy. <laughs> you got to look for that person. You got to be proactive in looking for that person. You have to be thinking about it. It has to be a front of mind uh, conversation. I started looking for my successor. I started my company in 1996. I started looking for my successor in 1996. Now, interesting, I found what I thought was my successor in 1998, only two years later. Truth was, he was not the right person. Ultimately, I did find the right person. Mm. But the fact of the matter is, is that just making a mistake does not mean you failed. It just means you just picked the wrong guy and you need to continue to, to look for that right person. And by the way, I'm using the guy thing there without without uh, any judgment towards women or men. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that we need to find the right person. And that person has got to be someone that can step in, take over, become integrated into the firm, and then literally take over the leadership so that you can step back. Wow. And that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what does that look like? Are you giving them shares in the company? Are you giving them, how do you, how do you construct a a model like that? I don't necessarily think that it is important to give away your company. I believe that everyone should buy into the company. Mm. So however you do that buy-in is really a question of, you know, just what's best for you, but there is no free lunch. If you give people free shares, they're going to treat them like free yeah, shares. Yeah, right, and right. We don't we don't want any free lunches. We also don't want to we we also want them we don't want them to think of this as um how do I say this? McDonald's either. We, you know, we don't want cheap uh to be to be our primary thing. We yes. really want this to we really want them to think that they're buying into a five-star restaurant. They're they're literally going to pay for this. This is not going to be something they're going to pay fair value. And when we start thinking like that, it changes the paradigm. Mm. Because when people realize they're going to be buying into this, that this is going to be something that now that doesn't mean we can't finance it. That doesn't mean that we can't do it in such a way that makes it uh, you know relatively simple for them to do. But we don't want to do it for free. Very important. Yeah. Right. So, and I'm wondering if you could even structure it like, you know, listen, you know, for every year you're here, 
Um, you know, you can earn 1% of the company. You could take, you know, I could either compensate you here and you could just treat it like a job or, you know, we could take a portion of that, set it aside and, you know, you buy in shares of company. I, I, I mean, I'm just <laughs> spitballing. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of ways you could do this. Sure. And, and it has to work for you. It has to be good for everyone involved. Look, we're all individuals. We're all unique. We all have different backgrounds. We all have different financial situations and so on. At the end of the day, you have to find something that works for you. And what I always tell people is never overrule your gut. When your gut's telling you something's wrong, pay attention to your gut. Every one of us have, have got this, this thing that's built into us, this spirit that's within every single one of us that tells us when things are going the correct way and when they aren't. If you don't think that's true, just think about when the when the cop pulls you over and the lights go on and what that feels like in your stomach. Everybody feels the same way. No one. It's like, oh, my gosh, what did I do? You know, whatever. Don't don't pay don't don't pay attention to your gut. You're going to pay the price for it. Right, right. Um, so, so Don, how did you get into this space? <laughs> how did you become this expert? <laughs> well, it's really interesting that you, you say that because uh, very early in my career, my business, I started working with business people that had, they were almost all older than me. And sooner or later, we always had to come to this question of how do we process them through their succession? Do you know, is it, uh, is it something we want to do familially? Is it something we want to do as far as selling? Is it something we want to do just closing the practice completely? Whatever. And, and that became part of our business. And what I realized was there was nobody doing this. I started looking for books, uh, you know, and I, I was finding there's just not a whole lot of books out there. And so I said, wow, this is a pretty interesting place that I could be. And then ultimately, I decided I wanted to to actually sell my own company and then just sort of specialize directly in this. And I found out that there was very few people that really were doing that. So I decided to write the book, uh, always end with the beginning in mind, uh, how firms remain great after the founder exits, because my first book was called Building a Great Business. I really wanted to play on that idea that we want to keep this business great. And so that's that's basically how we got into it. By, as as is the case with most things, Josh, it was by accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, well, I talk to a lot of people that are <laughs> accidental business owners, and it, yeah. it, it happens. Um, and so, when you work with someone, what does that look like? Like, are you just kind of working on a consultative basis, or like how do you how do you how do you design that relationship? Yeah, I, I work strictly on an hourly basis, so I don't feel like I, I have the right to ask them to give me shares of their company. I, I know there are some people out there that do that. I, I'm not in that, you know, that that situation. I just, I just charge. I bill for my time. Um, you know, we go for it. But what I want to do is I want to spend as much time with the person and trying to help them understand what they want to do. I kind of see me in a sort of a psychiatrist type of role in, in a lot of ways. Uh, because you really have to find out what people really want and what their real goals are. Because the truth is, a lot of people have not really articulated that out loud. They may say it kind of in their heart of hearts, but they really haven't ever had the opportunity to say that to anyone. And what I find is very interesting is a lot of business owners. I'll give you a good example. I gave my book to one of my to a guy that wanted to, to engage with us. He's up in New York. And I gave him my book. And he left it on his desk and immediately people came into his office and said, boss, are you selling the company? You know, you're, and so he, he, he really just felt totally uncomfortable, almost unarmed. 
what was really beautiful was I came in, talked to his entire staff, which was a pretty big group, uh, but of the senior leadership. And I said, look, your boss isn't planning on going anywhere, but he's planning on the fact that one day he's not going to be here and he wants to make this the best opportunity for you. It totally disarmed that, that apprehension. And all of a sudden his staff was like, wow, this is great. Yeah. Okay. I see that. You know, and, you know, Hey, Michael's not going to be here for the rest of the, you know, well, we knew that, you know, he wasn't going to be here forever, but we also knew that he wasn't really talking about it. He had never discussed mm-hmm. it. And it actually made them happy that he was sitting down with somebody and saying, Hey, what do we want to do to make this thing last for a lot longer than just me? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, um, so what, what are usually the first action steps that you take together? First thing is we want to define exactly what it is that they are trying to accomplish in their business. What is it that they would like to to see their business do? What what is it that their business actually can accomplish long-term? And how can we maintain that that greatness? Because businesses are going in either one of two directions, Josh. They're either going up or they're going down. Those are the only two directions. There is no in-between. You know, I call it the... uh, uh, you know, the Goldilocks syndrome. Everybody thinks, oh, this is too hot. This is too cold. You know, I'm looking for just right. Well, there isn't just right. There isn't the perfect situation. There is nobody really at, you know, at, you know, nothing is linear. Everything is really, if you think about the world, everything is round in the world. Everything is mm. round in the universe. You know, just look at all the planets. Just look at the world generally. Everything is really round. Everything is cyclical. Things go up, things go down. It's why in, uh, you know, the people that are day traders, actually, you know, trade those, those cycles, those, those ups and downs. Yeah. We need, we need to understand that that's, the, that's good. That's a normal thing. You know, things going up, things going down. That's a normal thing. We don't want anything that's really linear because if it's linear, it crashes really fast. So we want people to understand that we're there to make them really a strong company long-term. We want to mm. build that, that thing, but we're looking to build leadership. My job more than any other thing is to identify good leaders and then to find a way to implement those leaders into the business. And that's what succession planning is really all about. Yeah. So if someone's looking at their current roster and like, man, I, there's really nobody in my current staff that I feel like is, you know, kind of set for that. Like, how do we attract uh, that that person that that might be that kind of next generation? Well, I think the first thing is, is you have to start paying attention in, in ways that you never thought really were important. I'll give you a good example. Uh, I had a, a, a fellow that, that I did some business with. He had that exact situation. I said to him, we'll call him Josh. I said, Josh, <laughs> here's what we're going to do. I want you to pay attention to every interaction you have outside of your company. Pay attention to every interaction you have. He said, okay, what does that look like? I don't know. Just pay attention to every, because you don't know where you're going to find somebody. So here's what happened to, uh, to, to our fictional Josh. Uh, his name actually was Stephen, but, but, you know, Stephen, so, so I went to Stephen and said, you know, look for this. So here's what happened. Stephen goes to a Miami Dolphins football game. Uh, this is pre COVID actually. This was about three years ago. Goes to a Miami Dolphins football game and a guy sits next to him who he had never met before. It's like bizarre. Now he's got season tickets, not supposed to have this guy sitting next to him because there's Mm -hmm. another season ticket holder there. Right. Mm -hmm. But he gave his tickets to another guy. Ah. This guy sat down next to him and, you know, during the game as they're cheering for the dolphins, well, of course there's a lot of breaks and he starts asking this guy what he does. Long story short, 
Turns out this guy is exactly what he's looking for. And he sat next to him in a Miami Dolphins football game. He told me, he said, Don, had you not said that to me, I would have probably never brought up my company. I would have probably never brought up the fact that, you know, this is what we do, that I'm really looking for good leaders, blah, blah, blah. Today, he is the vice president of that guy's, of Stephen's company. He uh-huh. is the ultimate, he is going to be the successor in that company. He's already beginning to buy into the company. We're only talking about three years ago. It's remarkable. You have uh-huh. to pay attention. You know, you may be in church sitting next to somebody in your church. You may be, I don't know, at a bar somewhere. And, you know, I'm going to go to extremes, right? <laughs> you might be in a bar somewhere and meet somebody at a bar. I don't know. I have no idea. The fact of the matter is, is that you need to pay attention. You need to keep your eyes and your ears always open for opportunity because you don't know where that opportunity is going to come. Now, the grant, the truth is you may actually find them by putting an ad on the web and so forth and so on. But I'm telling you, the best people that I have found are the ones that I meet providentially. Mm. The ones that just come into my life that I had no control over, I had no access to, and suddenly they just appear in my life. And I think those are the best candidates. Mm. Normally, those are the ones that, wow, there's there's some real interesting things going on there. We need to pay attention to that. Who's your who's your successor? <laughs> so, well, actually, uh, as I told you, I already uh, I brought my uh, I brought a fellow into my company. And actually, yeah. we had we we ended up having two uh, successors take over. And the reason we did is because oh, we're right. I, you're your financial planning practice. Yes, yeah, yes, of course. Financial yes. planning practice. We did. So yes. we did that. And and it's and it's really uh, it was really kind of kind of exciting to to see that. By the way, I have no uh, aspirations of of uh, of anything more in my life now than I did then. I mean, the mm-hmm. truth is, I'm looking for somebody that can ultimately get involved with succession planning that could be following me, right, so we can continue right. this as well. So, so I, it it works in all of these areas. Hence, the idea of the book always end with the beginning in mind. Yeah, for sure. Donald White, uh, again, your website is donaldfwhite.com. When folks go there, uh, what, what should they click on? What should they do? Definitely get, Don, get definitely get Donald's book. It's the it's, uh, title is Always End with the Beginning in Mind. Uh, even if an exit is decades and decades and decades away, it's okay. Now is the time. Because, uh, you know, just like playing this out in my head and thinking about you know what? Some people are like, oh, you know, I'm going to build this for another eight years and then offers are just going to come in to buy the company or I'm just going to let people know that it's for sale and someone's just going to swoop in. No background at all, no relationship, and they're just going to buy my book of business. They're going to buy my thing. Eh, I don't know. That seems like a much harder uh, that that's a tough, much tougher bet. <laughs> Not only is it a no, much tougher bet, but the, the success rate on those uh, transactions are minuscule. Yeah. Yep. I could see that. Uh, when folks go to your website, what would you have them do, Donald? Well, obviously, I want them to you know read about what we're doing and so forth. Uh, we you know the, the this particular website, Donald F. White, is just to to give them an introduction to what it is that we're doing. We have some videos on there. It also talks about how they could uh, hire me as a speaker for uh, for their firm if they want me to come out and and speak at a conference or whatever. Uh, I'm doing quite a bit of that. Uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, for the last year and a half, all my speaking has been almost exclusively Zoom, which is really interesting. Um, but, you know, for example, I'm, I'm uh, working over in, uh, you know, overseas via Zoom, which is, which is kind of fun. I, you know, didn't, uh, never saw that uh, actually happening. So, you know, it's funny how this COVID thing has, 
has kind of changed the paradigm as well. But uh, I'm actually going to have my first live speaking engagement uh, uh, here in October for the very first uh, one in, gosh, what is it, 18 months or so since, yeah. since we had we had our last live meeting. So, so that's a great, be great, and- great topic right now. Great, great, great topic. I think, you know, and, and a lot of people that have been through maybe tougher, to- you know, a tougher gig, you know, this past 18 months or so, you know, maybe a little bit more motivated to like, okay, you know, I got the ship through the hard times. I'm exhausted. I want to, I want to start vacationing more <laughs> and, uh, you know, get a partner in and maybe you can, uh, you know, take some of the, you know, shoulders, some of the weight, uh, might be great timing for that. But, you know, one thing I want to, I want to say, Josh, before we end this, because I think this is so critical. I spoke with a, um, uh, with, a, with a client, I guess a week ago, um, we met for breakfast and it was interesting because he has a partner and every other time we had met, we had met as a partnership. So he came to me alone. He called me up and he said, I need to meet with you one-on-one without my partner. I was like, okay. And uh, he basically shared with me that his partner didn't get it. He just didn't get it. He just was totally, you know, he wasn't sharing that in our meetings, but when I left, the truth came out and he really didn't want to deal with this. And he really just didn't want to address it. And he didn't want to, you know, deal with the fact that he said, look, my son's going to come in here. My son's going to take over and so forth. And his partner's sitting there going, his son's worthless. Yeah. Exactly what he said. (laughs) His son is worthless. Expecting your kids. Listen, I I can just (laughs) expecting your kids to take, that's a roll of the dice. Uh, that, I mean, oh yes, gosh. they've seen you. Yes. They've been around it, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're the best person. I mean, you, you know, I get it. It's like wanting to keep things in the family, but there, again, there are other structures that you can do where they're not involved, but yet you can still make sure that financially they're taken care of, you know, or, you know, you've given, you've passed the torch that way. There, there are different yeah. torches you can pass them running the company may not necessarily be the best torch you could pass to them. Yeah. What I always tell people is uh, in the book, what I talk about is I have a whole section on familial succession. But but what I what I talk about in the book is is what I call finding your Joshua. And Joshua was uh, Moses right hand man. Mm -hmm. Joshua was not his son. Moses had sons and he chose not to choose them. He worked with he worked with Joshua. He picked a guy that was not in his family. He picked a guy that was going to be by his side, that was going to honor his his wishes and so forth. And the truth is, Moses get things started, but Joshua's get things sustained. Mm -hmm. Israel became a nation, not because of Moses, but because of Joshua. And the truth is, we need to find someone who is going to be able to sustain what we built. And that's two different people. If you mm-hmm. look at Mo- Moses and you look at Joshua, they were as different as night and day. And you have to be ready to accept that the new person coming in is not necessarily got to be a founder mentality. He has to be a sustainer mentality. And yeah. so look to find your Joshua, not another Moses. All right, Donald White, your website, donaldfwhite.com. Donald, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. 
If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.